Talk Radio. This of the universe. It's all there. Life is fiery with its beauty. It's incredible detail. Tuning into it. by a guild of psychopaths and they must be defeated. I'm going to settle down. Excuse me. I'm going to come back for the next two seconds take a call. Alright folks, welcome. We are here to let the light shine on the war room. I'm your host Harrison Smith. Possibly beginning my last week here sitting behind desk in the place of Owen Schroyer as yes, the news is in and Owen Schroyer will by all accounts, be released as early as this Friday. InfoWars has the story. Breaking Owen Schroyer to be released early from prison Friday, December 8th. Praise be. It is very, very good to hear. I hope they don't tell Owen. I hope it's a total surprise. I have the, I have the feeling that if you think you're going to be in for another three weeks and you're really only in for one, that one week goes by in a flash. But I have the feeling that if he thinks he's going to be in there for three weeks, then they come in and say, hey, you're going to be released Friday. It's going to be the longest five days of his life (laughs) just waiting for this Friday. But regardless, and again, barring any unexpected problems in the meantime, Owen will return triumphantly December 8th this Friday. I I doubt he'll be live this Friday, but one week from today, I would be very surprised if Owen was not sitting where I am now, bringing you the news and telling you the story of his imprisonment. 
It's been so long. With Schroer's release date set for December 8th, he will have been in prison for 45 days. Over 30 of those days were spent in solitary confinement. Absolute brutality, torture even, for somebody whose crime was to question a rigged election. The story from Post Millennial gets into a little bit more detail here. Schroer was first placed into solitary confinement upon his arrival at FCI Oakdale Prison for five days as part of the facility's COVID protocols. Just days later, Schroer was once again thrown in solitary confinement after he placed a call to a friend to post on his ex account, thanking his supporters for sending him letters. This stint in solitary confinement lasted around 30 days. He was sentenced to 60 days in prison. Should be out uh, perhaps a bit before for good behavior. We are very excited to see him return with all of the wisdom he's gained his time of meditation. We'll be back on the other side to talk a little bit more about that. And, of course, the world's news. There's a lot. Stay tuned. Harrison Smith presents War Room on InfoWars. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room. I am your host, Harrison Smith, for... What may very well be my last week here on the war room before I return to the American Journal, start doing mornings once again. It's been a pleasure and an honor to sit in for Owen Schroer, but we are very excited to welcome him back to the world of the living. We'll get into uh, Owen's situation here in this first segment. We have a lot to talk about today from what's going on in New Zealand with the revelation of the COVID vaccine deaths. Climate change and COP28 going on, more Biden corruption being exposed, this more damning than anything that's come before. Although I do have to wonder if, like, what's the point even of impeaching him now? I guess they impeached Trump when he was, like, already out of office. So I guess as a symbolic gesture, we could still impeach Biden. But it's like at a certain point. Where were you three years ago? Why was this process not begun before he ever got into office? But we'll get into the Biden corruption. We'll get into what's going on in Israel and Ukraine this weekend. As we long predicted, warships, American warships coming under fire there in the Red Sea, I believe. We'll talk about Texit. Texit is going to be on the ballot. Very big news for the Texas secessionist movement. And in the second hour, we'll be joined by Tara Rodas of uh, Defend the Children. Lots of stuff to talk about, lots of videos to show you, and we'll document the whole New Zealand saga in videos just to catch you up and give you the total rundown of how this timeline has unfolded. Before we do that, I'd like to... I guess I'm just going to read this for you. It's not very often, slash almost never, that I'm asked to write an article... Man's World Magazine, whose editor, Raw Egg Nationalist, friend of the show, and uh, of course just a wonderful activist and information warrior in his own right, he's the editor of Man's World Magazine, and they've asked me to write, they asked me to write something about the Alamo once, so I wrote that, and they asked me to write something about Owen, and I wrote that. It's the only two times I've ever written anything, really, <laughs> since I got out of high school, and it was fun. It's a fun exercise to actually have to sit down and put your ideas onto paper. It's actually a lot more difficult than sitting up here and just speaking extemporaneously. Not a little bit of of fun with this, despite its dire topic. I called it Owen of Monte Cristo. 
<laughs> the article goes like this. What is the ultimate male fantasy? It's a phrase you see and hear all the time. It usually means something general, like the life of James Bond-style secret agent or a warrior king in the mode of Conan the Barbarian. But to me, the ultimate male fantasy is a particular man from a particular story. It's Edmund Dantes from The Count of Monte Cristo. He's a man wrongfully imprisoned as part of a government conspiracy who's tutored by a wise old man in all the languages, history, and esoteric knowledge of the world. And then he effects a miraculous escape only to return home with wealth and power beyond description to wreak a dire revenge on those who betrayed him. Power, wealth, influence, danger, intrigue, these things embellish the fantasy, but as at its heart is a sense of purpose that drives it. To be electrified by purpose, equipped to embark on a mission from God to serve the justice to not denied to you by a corrupt system, we can pump that straight into my veins. But why would I choose a fantasy so tainted by misfortune? From his lost love to the endless hours in a dungeon to the betrayal of his closest friends, Edmund Dantes' life is one saturated by misfortune and suffering. Yeah, this is a necessary component of the primary heroism. Children might wish to live a life untainted by loss or misfortune, but a man should not. Of what measure is success when gained without opposition? How can a man know his mettle if it has never been tested? Why do we see the 300 Spartans at Thermopylae as heroes over the victorious Persians? Why was Jesus Christ crucified? Why did Harry Potter live in a cupboard under the stairs? Well, to be abused, put down, harassed, and menaced, and yet to remain defiant even unto death in the name of a righteous cause, that is the mark of a life worth emulating. That is the essence of honor, a value, sir, uh, the essence of honor, a value sorely missing in a society equally beset by comfort and nihilism. To rise from the ashes, beaten but unbowed, to shatter the chains that bind you and reforge them into the spear you drive into the heart of your persecutor, that is a fantasy that sets fire to the human spirit. When Owen Schroyer was sent to a federal prison, I sent him a copy of Count of Monte Cristo. It was a bit on the nose, sure, but in the accompanying letter, I told him I could never begin to imagine the suffering he's going through. I can only dimly appreciate the experience of weeks upon weeks locked in a cage, deprived of sunlight and companionship. All I can do is pray that he's using his time to plot revenge against the system that is doing its very best to crush him. His trial was not a wholly unique one. He is experiencing in harsher, more immediate form a trial that we're all being asked to face. Whether we sought the conflict or not, our enemies have forced a choice upon us, either submit or fight. Those are the roads Owen must choose between. And to his persecutors, this imposition is a gamble of monumental risk. They're betting they can break his will and their chips are all in. By placing this choice before him, by sending him to prison for months simply for the act of speaking, they are admitting his power and the validity of his cause. Either they eradicate him as a threat or they greatly empower him for his eventual return. After all, the path from political prisoner to politician to supreme authority is a well-established one. Now, obviously, I say that with some exaggeration, but the underlying point is true and highlights an aspect of Owen's imprisonment that may not be obvious to the casual observer. Speech, the transmission of information, is the greatest threat to our enemy's schemes, as it is through the control of information that they most effectively ensnare us. But speech, to be truly meaningful, must lead to political action. So why did online censorship only uh, increase only after 2016? Before then, the powers that be couldn't have cared less about the silly memes or frantic crap posting on 4chan and Twitter. To them, they thought, quote, let the losers in their mother's basement babble amongst themselves. It's no threat to our control of the narrative. 
It was only when those memes got Donald Trump elected that our overlords recognized the political power of uncensored expression and set out to silence it. Alex Jones was, of course, their first target. Try to upload anything with his name, face, or voice, and you will be hunted down and eliminated by the algorithmic police. Try to do the same for Owen Schroyer, and you'll now be greeted with exactly the same response. Again, I ask you to consider why. Owen, like Alex, is not a racist, a misogynist. He's not offensive for the sake of it, nor is he violent. He does, however, take his message to the streets. Probably the first time most of us heard of Owen Schroyer, it was when he was being called a effing white male by an AIDS-riddled Skrillex impersonator. This was before Owen hosted a national radio show, before he even worked at InfoWars. He was simply a young man on the streets of the bullhorn going toe-to-toe with entire crowds of rabid leftists. And he has not changed. He's young, handsome, passionate, outspoken, patriotic, and accomplished. If Owen were to change his profession from commentary to politics, he would likely pose a gigantic threat to the ruling order. In an attempt to forestall this eventuality, the system has thrown hell itself against Owen. Yet by doing this, they sow the seeds of their own destruction. If Owen survives this ordeal mentally intact, as I have no doubt he will, he will emerge stronger, more popular, and more driven than ever before, wearing a badge of legitimacy bestowed upon him by the very people who seek to destroy him. Like Edmund Dantes, his suffering will be his greatest strength. Like the Count of Monte Cristo, his revenge will be legendary. That's my hope, at least. That is my deep-held belief in what awaits us with Owen's return. And I wrote that to him in a letter, not not the whole thing, but that general idea. So I was just think about what they've what they've done to Owen. And I mean that last part I think sums it up as as well as I could. The idea that by imprisoning him, they really did take a gamble. They really did say to themselves, we're going to treat this kid so badly. We're going to abuse him so egregiously that he'll think twice next time he's going to question our narratives. Next time he goes out to dissent against our established uh, proclamations, he'll uh, remember this stint in prison and he'll hold his tongue. But when Owen gets out on Friday, I guarantee you he's not going to hold his tongue. I guarantee you every second of every day he's been sitting in prison, he has been vibrating with the desire to get out and give these people a piece of his mind. And so instead, what they've ended up doing is as I said, bestowed upon him this badge of legitimacy. Nobody will ever be able to question Owen's commitment, his legitimacy, the firmness of his beliefs. When you've gone to jail for two months, I don't think anybody has a right to question whether you believe in the things you say. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections, masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious, and you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity 
and that there's mass sterilization that's already taken place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We are going to get into lots of things today, but we'll begin with the saga of the New Zealand whistleblower. The data database administrator who helped the New Zealand government catalog vaccine recipients. He was actually on with Alex Jones. The story and video can be found at Infowars.com. Bombshell, government whistleblower exposes mass death deaths from covid shots so this story from infowars was published december 2nd and then december 3rd new zealand whistleblower who just exposed covid mass jab uh, jab mass deaths was just arrested so go on alex jones sunday by monday morning you are arrested for your expose showing the level of mass death that occurred following the covid Vaccinations. Now, they didn't arrest him for misinformation. Let's be clear. They didn't arrest him because he was lying. They arrested him because of how he obtained the data, which is a very important distinction to make. Now, I'm going to show this story unfold through a series of videos. These were compiled by Laura Aboli, who was actually on American Journal last week. You can follow her at Lori, Laura Aboli underscore X. We'll do a series of videos, and I may add some other videos to it just to give you a better idea of uh, what this data says. But we'll begin with clip number one. Liz Gunn released an interview with whistleblower Barry Young, lead data administrator for the COVID response in New Zealand, where he laid out the method by which he discovered the excess deaths that are attributable to the COVID vaccine. Let's go now to clip number one. Yeah as a graph of the daily deaths where more than 120 people have died from January the 11th to September 2023. So on the left there, the big red line, is the Christchurch earthquake event. So that is the outlier, and that's a, a lot of people died on that day. From there, the next 
line where you get more than 120 people dying is sometime 2012. Then you get nothing for a year. 2013 doesn't have any. 2014, you got a couple. Then nothing. 2016, you got one. Then nothing until 2018, where you get a whole bunch, a whole cluster. That's probably due to a flu epidemic because all these these spikes that you see, these black lines previously on the left-hand side, they're all due to the winter flu season. So you've got to remember that. they All all these deaths happening June, July, August. So there, in 2018, we had a, a big flu epidemic. Moving on to the right, you get another one. Then the next red one, the Christchurch massacre, which was in 2019 in March. But from that, you get a, a cluster in 2020, a whole bunch there. May have been another bad flu season. We don't know. But then from 2021, midway, you see a black line there appearing. And then it's like a flick of a switch. Suddenly, the black lines get closer together. And there's more of them. Very thick black lines there. So this, this one here, peak deaths with COVID, with or from COVID. But then the deaths from COVID, if you look at the Worldometer website, it correlates to that. That is the same time. They say that over 60 people died with or from COVID. Then after that, it suddenly, suddenly drops off. So after that, you only get a couple of people a day dying with or from COVID. So if you, if you go back to the chart there, in that case, you would, you would expect to see the black lines disappear because no one's dying from COVID anymore, right? But you're not. You're absolutely not. You're seeing the black lines. There are more people dying than ever before. These are the, the biggest number of deaths we've seen in history of New Zealand. The death rate has gone up 6%, 8% year on year. Even after COVID wasn't a thing, the death rate is still going up. And that's illustrated here by these black lines, which are still going on. And we're basically getting a Christchurch massacre now on many days in New Zealand. Yes. Would you agree with that? Yes, that's right. It's like every other day, we're basically seeing a, another similar number of people than the Christchurch massacre, but it's not been mentioned by anyone in the news mainstream media is not picking this up but there is an increase in the death rate nobody's talking about it but we've got to know why there are excess mortality rates not just in new zealand but across the world and hopefully we can explain that so if you didn't know about the vaccine program if you had been in a coma for the last 10 years if you were an alien just landing on earth and you were presented this map it's like or this graph rather it's like so many other examples that we have like for the election night graph where if you just had the graph alone with no context no labels but you knew generally what the map uh what the graph was about like an alien seeing this this graph unlabeled but knowing that it was excess deaths could point to the spikes and point particularly to the one following the covid vaccine rollout and they would just by virtue of the data, say something crazy happened here. This was a massive earthquake that went on for days, or this was 
a war that got started. I mean, something major happened here. The only question is what? And of course, we know the answer because we know that it followed the vaccine rollout perfectly. But even if you didn't know that, and if you just had the the graph and the number of excess deaths, it would be beyond obvious that something major had happened. Something that brought death by the hundreds daily had occurred. It's only a question of what it was. And if you if it was something other than the vaccine rollout, I'd love to know it. Did we miss an uncontrolled wildfire that destroyed all of New Zealand? Did we miss some sort of plague that went through that killed all of these people? If there's not something else to attribute these deaths to, that only leaves you with one conclusion. It was, in fact, the vaccine rollout. But following revelations like this and the, the database worker who was a Ministry of Health employee, the whistleblower, his name is Barry Young, and he was getting this information out with the help of Liz Gunn, who is a journalist, but she's also the leader of the New Zealand Loyal Party. She released this video, clip number two, the following day about Barry Young's home being raided by police. Let's go now to clip number two. Today is Sunday, the 3rd of December, 2023. I'm out in the car that we have. I've had a call to say that the whistleblower who has put out the crucial information exposing the COVID lies, exposing the information that he had working for the Ministry of Health in New Zealand, has had his house surrounded by police at 2.15 today. It has been swarming with police. The time now is almost five o'clock. I have not gone public yet because I wanted not to inflame the situation, but why are the police there still? And this I heard 10 minutes ago, as well as that 10 minutes ago, the second person who backs up that whistleblower and one of the people who contacted me along with the whistleblower has had her house now surrounded by police. And Liz Gunn is now in hiding. We'll tell you about that on the other side. Cyber Week 2023, the biggest sale of the year, is now live. Store-wide free shipping on any order. Double Patriot points. That's 10% off your next order and up to 60% off on best-selling products. And X2 sold out for more than a year. That is the game-changing element in your body that counters the fluoride, everything. Nobody else has got it. Limited supply. X2 is discounted. Infowarsstore.com. And we've got sales right here as much as 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com. We've got Brain Force Plus, the incredible nootropic, 60% off. Brain Force Ultra, fast-acting, 60% off. Real Red Pill Plus, green fiber capsules, down-out sleep support, 50% off. Vaso Beats, finally back in stock, 40% off. Bodies about to sell out, 40% off. The list goes on and on. And get a copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists and Launch the Next Great Renaissance, all at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. The command center in the battle for clarity and truth. Harrison Smith invites you to the war room. All right, folks, welcome back. We return to the saga of Barry Young that is still unfolding. He's apparently been granted bail at this point, but not until tomorrow at the earliest. So just to catch you up, Barry Young, who went on with Alex Jones, Yesterday, or uh, 
you go on on Friday? The story is from the 2nd of December, and you can find the story and the interview with Alex on Infowars.com. Government whistleblower exposes mass deaths from COVID shots. He was a Ministry of Health employee who had access to the databases that cataloged things like death rates and vaccine side effects and these sorts of things. He published his findings with the help of a journalist named Liz Gunn, who also happens to be the leader of the New Zealand Loyal Party. However, now he, some of the people that were working with him, uh, and some of the people that have been working with him have had their houses raided by the police. He's been arrested. I'm not sure if there have been other arrests, but other people have been questioned by the police in this matter. And now Liz Gunn herself is in hiding. First, we'll look at a local report about uh, the Barry Young arrest. Clip number three, Barry Young appeared before the Wellington District Court Judge Andrew Nichols on the 4th of December. That was earlier today. Let's watch. Employees shouted freedom and received a standing ovation from supporters as he appeared in court for allegedly taking COVID-19 vaccine data. 56-year-old Barry Young is charged with dishonestly accessing the health ministry's database and will remain in custody until tomorrow. Alexa Cook reports. Barry Young blowing kisses to his supporters as he potentially faces seven years in prison for allegedly taking vaccine data from his employer's database, something he discussed with conspiracy theorist Liz Gunn. Basically, I saw too much that I couldn't do nothing anymore. He allegedly downloaded a terabyte of data, which later spread online and claimed Tefatu Order was covering up thousands of COVID-19 vaccine deaths. So, correction, the, the crew just correct me. I, I conflated two things. Alex didn't actually interview um, this guy, Young. Uh, he interviewed Steve Kirsch about what was going on. Uh, my mistake. I, I just conflated those two. But very powerful interview with Steve Kirsch if you want to get into the uh, nitty-gritty of some of these numbers that were revealed by Barry Young. There you saw a little report about him in uh, you know shouting freedom as he's arrested for exposing the truth about what happened following the vaccine rollout there in New Zealand. And now, according to other people in the New Zealand Loyal Party, the deputy leader, Logan Courtney, has released a statement confirming that Liz has now gone into hiding. Let's go now to clip number four. Here's the deputy leader of the New Zealand Loyal Party, Logan Courtney, discussing what's happening with their leader, Liz Gunn. Let's watch. Hello to the people of New Zealand and the world. My name is Logan Courtney and before 2pm yesterday I was the deputy leader of a political party in New Zealand called NZ Loyal. Our leader Liz Gunn, who is also a trained journalist, released a piece where a whistleblower and herself discussed a highly controversial issue. As a result our leader has had to go into hiding because the police have arrested and charged the whistleblower for allegedly, allegedly misusing and disclosing vaccination data while spreading misinformation about COVID-19. The health department, which filed the charges, has entered an injunction so that the data cannot be disclosed to the public. As of today, the whistleblower will be charged at 10 a.m., at the Wellington Court. This tells the truth. This isn't about COVID-19. This is about 
stopping freedom of speech. <clears throat> this is being done through intimidation in the legal system. As a result, I'm asking for political and financial help from the world. First, I ask all political parties in New Zealand to do the right thing. This is your first test as the leaders of New Zealand. I ask the Governor-General to perform the duty that you were elected for. And for the political parties around the world, I ask that you hold New Zealand to account for these actions. I ask all media around the world to bring to light this injustice. To the people of the world, I ask that you share this far and wide and very, very troubling developments there in New Zealand. So Liz Gunn, leader of a political party, has now gone into hiding out of fear she'll be arrested. I want to play one more video just again to highlight Liz Gunn's participation in this, how she helped to get this information out, what some of the information says. I'll be clip number 17. But I want to highlight again that not even the New Zealand officials are saying that this data is incorrect. They're not saying it's fake data. They're not saying it's false conclusions. They're just refusing to see the obvious correlation and to establish in their minds the causation between the vaccine and the excess deaths. The excess deaths are real. They're statistical. They're unquestioned. They just refuse to acknowledge that those deaths came immediately after the vaccine rollout and were likely caused by it. In fact, what they say is that they're pretty concerned about the momentum building behind some of these conspiracy theories. Well, the deaths happened. You tell me your theory as to why. We're, we have a pretty good answer to that. You don't. Let's go down to clip number 17, show you more of what this data said. Okay, so what I did with the data was um, look at the top 10 um, batches that were had a high death count, a high mortality rate. And I put them on a chart, um, which you can see up there. So it's got a, a batch ID. So what I did was our internal batch ID. I counted the number of vaccinated within that batch. And then I found out who was dead. Wow, let's have a look. And so we then look at the percentage of the ratio. So do we know if these are all Pfizer, the top 10? Yes, they are. And this is Pfizer's batch number one. We've had... 711 from batch number one vaccinated, 152 of those died, which makes a 21% Percentage, yeah. death, death rate. Mortality rate. From mortality rate. They are high. Now, what's our normal that we would it expect? 0. 0.75. Because these batches are against all age groups as well. It's not one particular batch for one particular age group, it's across all ages. So all the vaccination centres, whoever rocked up on the day, um, whatever age you were, and it would average out. It would all average out. So there's not one particular batch that points to one particular age group. So looking as if batch number eight, second one, yeah. 221 jab, 38 dead. That's a 17% mortality rate. Yeah. Batch number three here, yeah. and we've got 48 out of 310. So that's a 15%. Yeah. And if we go right down the the uh, in the top ten, yeah. batch seventy one, eleven thousand 
vaccinated with batch number 71, 498 dead, and that's a 4%. Now, you say down the bottom on the screen, could you just tell us what this is saying? We, um... The chances of these batches not being a killer are 100 billion to one. Explain that as a statistician. Yep. Well, if you look at the underlying um, mortality rate, and then you look at the ratio percentage here, the top one, the chances of that occurring naturally by chance is, is almost impossible. It cannot be due to chance. It has to be due to something. So, statistically, the obvious conclusion is that it's due to the vaccines themselves. The New Zealand government calls that a conspiracy theory, but they are not denying that this data is false. In fact, they're charging him with illegal use and breaching of this data, meaning that in a way they've kind of confirmed it. They just refuse to acknowledge what's behind it. We also notice that the batches mortality gets better as it goes on, meaning they probably figured out what was happening and we're trying to correct it a little bit. They didn't want everybody dying. Normally, Christmas is our biggest sell of the year, but because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues, this is our biggest sale because finally, almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, biggest sale hands down of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the InfoWar. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com right now. But again, our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. Sold out for over a year. Could be our last run if we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2, discounted InfoWarsStore.com. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the info war. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So a lot more to cover on today's episode of The War Room. We'll be joined by Tara Rodas in the next hour to finish up our discussion of what's going on with COVID, COVID COVID-19 vaccine, and all of that good stuff. Don't think for a single second they have lessened their drive towards weaponizing the disease they created in a lab 
from Infowars.com, published today by Cindy Harper from Reclaim the Net. EU committees vote in favor of mandatory interconnected digital patient health records for all citizens. So you'll notice, as we cover periodically, almost daily, there's one of these updates where Justin Trudeau is implementing the groundwork for collaborating with the EU to bring about a digital ID so you can buy things from the internet with your digital ID. And CBDCs are being implemented quietly behind the scenes as banks fail and consolidate into larger and larger, too big to fail financial institutions. At the same time, they're voting in favor of international interconnected health records acts that will be tied to the CBDCs, that will be tied to the digital IDs, that will all be tied together to create a knot from which there is no escape. The EU's next legislative goal, a goalpost that opponents see as a big as a part of a big push to strip citizens of their privacy, has now reached medical histories and associated data. And of course, they're bringing in organizations like Google and Amazon, who themselves have already gotten the contracts to manage health data and information, and is distributing that to their partners in this globalist scheme. Meanwhile, Moderna employs former FBI analyst AI as well as AI to secretly police COVID, quote, vaccine disinformation. Pharmaceutical giant Moderna is policing what it's called vaccine misinformation online through its disinformation department aimed at shutting down dissenting voices and anything that might undermine COVID-19-related policies such as lockdowns, vaccine passports, and mass vaccinations. According to an exclusive report by investigative journalists Lee Fang and Max and Jack Polson, Published on November 20th in Unheard, Moderna isn't just manufacturing COVID-19 vaccines. It has an entire team dedicated to monitoring a wide range of social media platforms, government agencies, and news websites in the name of addressing the, quote, root cause of vaccine hesitancy by identifying and shutting down misinformation that may negatively affect the vaccine debate. By which, of course, they mean the truth, because the truth, if it was known, would drive people away from the vaccines in droves. Instead, they cover it up, disguise it hide it, use ads to spread misinformation, and use the ad money that they spend in mainstream media to compel adherence to the dictates and to silence anybody reporting negatively on the organizations and companies and pharmaceutical agencies that dare to perhaps investigate or even publish the truth. So this is still going on. The COVID vaccine, the COVID program is still rolling forward as they attempt to use it to do everything from implement global biometric digital IDs to censoring the internet. And of course, it reminds me of things like Monsanto's and other big chemical companies who themselves had basically internal intelligence agencies who were tasked with identifying and eliminating people who spoke out about the dangers of their products, something that we know quite a bit about. Now we're going to move on to the climate change agenda, which is intricately intertwined. It's just various conspiracies and deceptions and lies all used to put the populace in a state of fear, to put them in a state of panic and crisis so that they can be taken advantage of. All of these things happening simultaneously in concert with one another in order to best override the still there, though now dormant instinct of humanity to oppose the strictures that would keep us in a state of virtual slavery. Before we do that, I do want to remind you 
that the Christmas super sale is on. Cyber Week is over. Now it's Christmas time. You're getting up to 60% off, plus free shipping store-wide and double Patriot points on this Christmas time sale at InfoWarsStore.com. Defend the celebration of the holiday and support the InfoWars crew while getting the gifts you need for yourself and your loved ones at rock-bottom prices. And I don't want to downplay the importance of Christmas. Obviously, now is the time. Any info warrior in your life that you know, I did it myself. I think it was maybe right after I started working here, but InfoWarsStore.com gift cards, fantastic gift for the info warrior in your life. They can go and use it to get whatever supplement they prefer or would like to try. I know I got one from my dad. He tried DNA Force Plus and loved it. I think my mom used it to get uh, fish oil at the time. But whether it's Turbo Force Plus, Survival Shield X2, Vaso Beats Complete, Bodies, all of these are on massive discount from 25 to 60% off. Things like Brain Force Plus and Brain Force Ultra, 60% off, plus double, uh, double Patriot points, <laughs> double shipping. That would be a, a trick, wouldn't it? Now, double Patriot points and free shipping is how it goes with the Christmas super sale. But not to pl- downplay the importance of Christmas, but for me, December is like is like the the practice month of the new year. It's like December is the time when you should be getting everything ready to fulfill your New Year's resolutions. I know I need a month run up before I commit to anything. So December for me is you get your new, I get my new moleskin uh, calendar for the year, crack open the, the fresh new calendar agenda book, fill out all of my goals, try to plot out the next year, try to get ready for January so when January 1st hits, you're not sitting there trying to scramble and going, oh, what am I going to do this year? So if you're like me, get prepared now. Get the supplements you need now to help you fulfill your New Year's resolutions in December. So but so by the time the New Year rolls around, you are locked and loaded and ready to go with your with the supplements you need to help you do whatever it is that you want to improve in your life, whether it's you want to be able to work out or you just want more energy or you want to try to sleep better. I mean, whatever it is, there's something at InfoWars that can help you achieve it. InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to not just get these supplements that are life-changing in their in the sheer power that they hold, but also, importantly, keeps us on the air and in the fight against these despotic madmen using crises they create to impose control mechanisms they control. And let's Talk about the climate, shall we? COP28 is going on right now. It's the leading 28 economies getting together to talk about how to control you using energy. A lot of bizarre occurrences have occurred this year at COP28, and we'll get to some more of that later. But first, I want to start with perhaps the silliest video of all of them. Hillary Clinton claiming that extreme heat has killed more than half a million people. And hey, if there's one thing Hillary Clinton knows, it's killing people. Let's go now to clip number 12. We're seeing uh, and beginning to pay attention and to count and record uh, the deaths that are related to climate. And by far the biggest killer is extreme heat. I mean, even in Europe last summer, which uh, has the ability to count and figure out what happened, They recorded 61,000 deaths because of the heat in Europe. We don't have that kind of number yet from Africa, Asia, Latin America, but we know and estimate that we probably 
uh, could uh, measure about 500,000 deaths. And the majority of those are women and girls, and particularly pregnant women. So isn't that interesting? Isn't that uh, astonishing? I mean, it, it's a real crisis, and you get that that's the point, right? They've talked a lot about climate migration, about climate asylum seekers and refugees. See, they want to use climate in a variety of different ways to destroy the sovereignty of nation states and overwhelm populations. And they can only do that if it's a crisis, if this is a crisis moment that we can't stop and think people are dying. Tens of thousands of people are dying. What do you mean you want to discuss the ramifications of our program? Implement them. Implement them now. That's the point of phrasing it like this. Now, the number she's coming up with is total nonsense. From Infowars.com, the 61,000 extreme heat deaths from Europe is taken from a study by the Barcelona Institute for Global Health, which is funded by groups like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which are heavily invested in pushing climate change hysteria. So these are not uh, unbiased people just telling the truth about what's going on. These are people with a vested interest in this conclusion and happening to manipulate the information to fit the conclusion that they've already arrived at. So that's that's the future of our world. If you die from a heart attack in the summer, well, that was climate change, obviously. If you shoot yourself twice in the back of the head, that's suicide. And pay no attention to your upcoming court date with Hillary Clinton. Yes, Hillary Clinton getting out there and talking about what she knows best, using people's deaths to achieve her goals. Really is incredible. This woman doesn't have the shame to just disappear after she's been so roundly rejected by everybody and anybody who's ever heard her voice and seen her face but here she is once again establishing herself as an authority that has the right to dictate every aspect of our lives because of a crisis that she and her crony friends themselves have created we'll be back on the other side with tara rodas start with a little highlight reel of her and bring her on for an interview. Supplements are the fastest growing industry in the world for the last decade, year after year, because they really work. The compounds in nature are just incredible. And InfoWars has some of the very best supplements there are. Can you find other great ones out there? Absolutely. But ours are amongst the very best, and they fund the InfoWar. So that makes it a 360 win. We have store-wide free shipping for Cyber Week, only for a few more days. We have double Patriot points, and we have so many great products back in stock, like X2 and DNA Force Plus and VasoBeats and Ultra 12. Some of the products are up to 60% off, like Brain Force Plus and Brain Force Ultra. The best deals are 60% off, right down to 25% off, but these are amazing products, and they fund the InfoWar. So get the best products out there and keep InfoWars at the tip of the spear in the fight at InfoWarsStore.com. Free shipping right now. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives, Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room. The tax dollars of people who are listening are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. And I said, look, I said, I need to make you aware. And they said, Tara, we don't get sued by traffickers. 
A government whistleblower with the Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency has stepped forward. In 2021, this whistleblower volunteered to assist HHS with the placement of unaccompanied minors and was deployed to the Migrant Emergency Intake Site in Pomona, California. There, she witnessed the agency failing these children, as she puts it, doing the work of the cartels on your tax dollars. uh, Ms. Rodas is recognized for five minutes. Good afternoon, Chairman McClintock, Ranking Member Japal, and distinguished members of the committee. It is an honor to be here. I thank you for the invitation to share my testimony. My goal is to inspire action to safeguard the lives of migrant children, including the staggering 85,000 that are missing. Today, children will work overnight shifts at slaughterhouses, factories, restaurants, to pay their debts to smugglers and traffickers. Today, children will be sold for sex. These vulnerable children, we care for them, we clothe them, we feed them. With your dollars and my dollars, we fly that product directly to the trafficker. God forbid it's sex trafficking. We have 44 unaccompanied children at that address. We have 25 unaccompanied children at that address. One case from Gulf Freeway in Houston, Texas, a young girl who admits to her female sponsor using her for sex work. ¿Quién te patrocinó a ti? Una tía, pero me corrió en la casa. Bueno, no, de porque ella me ofrecía. Ya no me gustaba eso. ¿Te ofrecía qué? Me ofrecía con los hombres. Pero ella, ¿cuántos hombres ella te obligó a estar con cuántos hombres? Bueno, con muchos. Ni porque no me gustaba lo que me hacía. Me obligaba. ¿Ella de verdad fue, era tu tía o fue alguien que se... Today, children will call a hotline to report they are being abused, neglected, and trafficked. And we don't know if they're going to get the help they need. For nearly a decade, unaccompanied children have been suffering in the shadows. And I have to confess, I knew nothing about their suffering until 2021 when I volunteered to help the Biden administration with the crisis at the southern border. As part of Operation Artemis, I was deployed to the Pomona Fairplex Emergency Intake Site in California to help HHS, Office of Refugee Resettlement, reunite children with sponsors in the United States. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income. This is why we are witnessing an explosion of labor trafficking. I don't believe that this is something that HHS wants people to know. Now, whether it's intentional or not, it could be argued that the United States government has become the middleman in a large-scale, multi-billion-dollar child trafficking operation that is run by bad actors seeking to profit off of the lives of children. I want to tell you some of what I witnessed personally at the Pomona Fairplex. I saw vulnerable indigenous children from Guatemala who speak Mayan dialects and cannot speak Spanish. That means they cannot ask for help in English. They cannot help for, ask for help in Spanish. 
they become captives of their sponsors. I saw apartment buildings where 20, 30, and 40 unaccompanied minors have been released. I saw sponsors trying to simultaneously sponsor children from multiple ORR sites at one time. I saw sponsors using multiple addresses to obtain sponsorships of children. And I saw numerous cases of children in debt That's Tara Rodas, who joins us in the next segment for the next hour to talk about what may be the most horrific crime ever perpetrated in American history. Stay With Harrison Smith is where the shields of truth are forged in the fires of inquiry. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. My guest is Tara Rodas. Tara Rodas was a federal employee for more than 20 years while serving at the Pomona Fairplex emergency intake site in Pomona, California. Tara volunteered to help place unaccompanied minors, unaccompanied children with sponsors in the United States. Tara saw firsthand how lack of transparency, lack of oversight, flawed policies, and deficiencies in the HHS's unaccompanied children program resulted in children being placed with suspicious sponsors and suspected trafficking rings throughout the United States. You can follow her on Twitter at Tara Lee Rodas and at truthtrench.org slash defend the children. Thank you so much for coming on with us today, Tara. Harrison, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And thank you so much for highlighting what we now know is government-sponsored, taxpayer-funded child trafficking. Trafficking. No, no, I mean, this is one of these topics where it's like, I'd rather be, ignorance is bliss. And so I'd rather just not even know this is going on because to actually really understand and comprehend and think empath- uh, uh, empathically about what's going on is to stare into the abyss of of the most evil trade of human beings that the world's ever seen that's not just happening in America but being done by the American government how yeah. how do we get through to people who think that you know oh if you want to defend the border you're a racist i mean these are real crimes going on that we want to see an end to and we can't because of the current discussion about the border how do we get through to people about what's going on Yeah, well, I think that my example and the example of many of the other whistleblowers is that we thought that we were going to help. I mean, we thought that we were helping a humanitarian crisis. And really what we discovered is that it's a man-made crisis that's fueled by billions of dollars by that government contractors, NGOs are making. And that was a shock. It was a terrible shock. I've worked in the federal government for more than 20 years. Disclaimer today, I'm speaking on what I experienced at HHS and not on behalf of my agency or the government, but we saw with our own eyes, children, children in total crisis. And some of the whistleblowers like Carlos Ariano, who worked for one of the delivery services. Can you imagine, you know, delivery of a child? He delivered children as young as three months old, three months. We have no business involved being the middleman in a child trafficking operation that we're funding. And the details about this become so disturbing. I'm not sure if this was the same whistleblower, but there was a whistleblower I know, Savannah Hernandez, uh, interviewed a a few months ago. And he actually revealed that 
the people they were delivering children to, first of all, from his firsthand experience, they didn't seem to know the children. The children didn't light up and say, oh, it's my uncle. I mean, it was like you're handing these children off to people that they actually seem kind of scared of, horrifying. But they, he also said that you know the people they were handing them to didn't have ID. So there was no way of knowing who these people were. And you know that's the truth because the official policy is that the people who they give children to can then use the order delivering the children to them as identification. That's the only identification they have is the identification that says – this child has been delivered to whoever. That's the ID that they have. So they don't have any other ID. So are there any safeguards here at all to who these children are being handed over to by the U.S. government? Well, Harrison, that's a really great question that the government needs to answer, because what I, I can tell you what I saw and what the other whistleblowers saw. So a great example is case manager Myra Moreno. We worked on the site together. She is not an expert, but she was put in background. She doesn't know anything. There are no law enforcement people on the sites. There's not FBI. There's not people who who can do background checks that are international. Remember that a majority of the sponsors have no legal presence in the country. So there's no way for us to know what their criminal background is. But Myra, not being a professional, you know, she said, oh, my goodness, this idea is totally fake. It looks like a selfie. And when she went to tell people on the site and her superiors, you know, this is a fake ID. They were like, hey, wait a minute. Your job is not to investigate the sponsor. Your job is to reunite the child to the sponsor. So in the end, we... We know that a lot of the IDs, a lot of the identification, things that we were getting were fake. We know that government agencies were notified. I mean, Aaron Stevenson, the DHS whistleblower, he was notified that in Guatemala, they were printing a lot of fake birth certificates so that people could get through the program. I personally witnessed where we had what we believed were the birth certificates of a brother and a sister. And because all the documents are being traded back and forth on WhatsApp, if you can imagine it, the case manager never meets the sponsor in person. I mean, the case manager doesn't get to see the home where the child is going. They're relying on documents that can easily be forged. So anyway, this brother and sister were supposed to be the guy sponsoring his little sister. Yeah, well... As soon as she was released, we see them in a sexy embrace, clearly not her brother. And then the next couple of times he changed his profile photo, it's her. She's all by herself. She's all dolled up and her shirt's unbuttoned. And I, I marched right down to the, to the command center and I turned my computer around to the federal field specialist. And I said, you tell me what this looks like to you. What does this look like to you? He said, she's for sale. I said, yes. I said, we need to call every, we need to sound the alarms. We need to get law enforcement here. We need to get people who are capable of vetting sponsors. HHS is not a law enforcement agency. They are not an investigative agency. They have no business being in the position of vetting sponsors. It's absurd, which would explain why in two years they lost 85,000 children. Yeah.
And that's 85,000 children. That's one of the numbers. That was the next thing I was going to bring up where you you would think that as soon as this was known, the instant that it became public, admitted by the authorities that they had lost contact with 85,000 children, just to explain to people, they take a child, they deliver them to a sponsor who we don't know who they are, and they tell the sponsor, you know, expect a call from us or you have to go meet us at this point at this time. We have to remain in contact because we're responsible for these children we're handing over. They hand them to the, to the sponsor, never hear from the child again. They try to make contact. The phone lines are uh, disconnected. There's no trace of the child ever again. The moment that that became public knowledge, how was there not an overwhelming outcry against this? How, how, how do people know about this and yet nothing is being done? Well, Harrison, I think that's a good question that people in HHS have been unable to answer on Capitol Hill, and they knew about this threat first in February of 21 because whistleblower Aaron Stevenson said, okay, we have a new and emerging threat. We now have members on the Transnational Organized Crime Watch List, also known as the TOC, because he's the talk mission expert, that these people are starting to sponsor the kids. So we knew that early on that there was fraud. The next thing, we arrived to the Pomona Fairplex at the end of May. It only takes me and one of the other federal employees, Deborah White, it takes us just like two weeks in case management to figure out there's a crisis. We identify the first case of what we called suspicious sponsor. Because if you can imagine, we had no idea one child had ever been trafficked through the program. It was a horrible shock to learn that HHS has been trafficking children through this program for a decade, a decade, 10 years. And your listeners can go and watch Trafficked in America. It's totally free on YouTube, Trafficked in America. They'll see exactly how this fraud scheme works. They'll see exactly how they enslave these children. It's evil, and our tax dollars are paying for it. It's beyond description. We'll be back on the other side with Tara Rodas, at Tara Lee Rodas on Twitter. And I need to plug here because we've got uh, Cyber Week going, fraud free shipping, double Patriot points, X2, the only deep earth crystal iodine. It it absorbs straight into your body. Nobody else has got it. It's back in stock. Folks, everybody needs to get that. My new book, The Great Awakening. Get a signed copy. That's a fundraiser. Keeps us on air. I want to thank those that have done it. I want to tell folks that have it, please get a signed copy or an unsigned copy. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. We cannot do this without you. Plus, these are game-changing products up to 60% off right now. Biggest sale of the year. Infowarstore.com. Turbo Force and Brain Force. Two different great nootropics. Brain Boosters are both 60% off. There's so many other specials right now. But X2 is back, but it's selling out fast. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. A more critical intel. Straight ahead. Stay with us. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep, by and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections, masquerading as vaccines. 
It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are. And that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taken place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. You know, folks, there's obviously a lot of reasons to oppose the open border policy of the Biden administration. I mean, there's no limit practically to the number of objectionable things that have come about because of this completely, in my estimation, treasonous action by the Biden administration, whether it's the economic devastation, the racial uh, demographic changes that are being wrought on purpose, the fentanyl, the... There's tons of reasons to oppose it, but if none of those reasons existed and the only part of this human trafficking that was going on was the trafficking of children to unknown individuals within the United States, am I wrong, Tara, in saying that this would be the greatest crime ever perpetrated in America and it's being done by the American government? I mean 85,000 children given to strangers and they're never seen again. It's almost impossible to wrap your mind around the fact this is going on, the fact people have known about it for months, and nothing has happened. Am I missing yeah. something here, or is this as big as it seems to me? Yes, Harrison. It's it's bigger, I think, than most people can fathom. Because remember, this has been going on for a decade in the system. This program has been trafficking children for a decade. HHS is not an investigative organization. They are not law enforcement. They don't have people properly vetting the sponsors. There have been whistleblowers going back to 2015 from Department of Homeland Security stating that we are giving children to criminals and traffickers. So it's not like they don't know. The story trafficked in America is from 2014. Senator Rob Portman had hearings on this. Anybody can go watch it. It's just that most people don't know. And it's interesting. How is it that 85,000 children can be missing? And I've not heard a thing about this in the mainstream media. Right. How is it that children every day are calling a helpline at HHS? They're calling helpline to say, please help me. I'm being abused. I'm being neglected. I'm being trafficked. We don't even know if they're going to get the help that they so desperately need. And yet, why is this not on the news? Why isn't anybody talking about this? That it's hundreds of billions of dollars a month to contractors. There's no incentive for anyone to blow the whistle. And as soon as you do, you're swiftly retaliated against. So it's a it's a terrible thing. HHS has fired people. They fired people for reporting that 100 children were delivered to one address. Oh my God. Now, any one of your listeners should know that 100 children going to one address, something nefarious is going on. But somehow HHS 
and the billions of dollars they're spending, there's not one person over there who can figure that out. I don't believe it. A hundred children to a single address. Yes. Obviously, there's not a hundred children there, right? So that's a stopping point, and then the children disappear. No, yes. no follow up, no phone calls, no investigation to figure out where they've gone. I mean, it, you know, try try to, you know, fudge a number on your tax return and you'll have IRS agents knocking on your door. Try to, you know, put a false address when you're registering for school and you'll find yourself in court. How can they get away with this? How can they get away in the bureaucratic system we have with doing something like having a single address receive hundreds of children as like human deliveries that then they do whatever? We don't even know what they do with them. I mean, how is this even possible? Obviously, they're not ignorant of it. Yeah. Well, there's no oversight and no accountability of their program. They don't give anyone direct access to their data. So when I had the honor and the privilege to speak before Congress, I said my number one thing is there must be transparency and accountability at HHS, because I can tell you this, if people, the right people had access to the data they would know exactly who to start looking for first. They would say, oh, wow, we have all these members on the talk, the Transnational Organized Crime Watch List. Why don't we start there? Let's start rounding up the Russian Balkan crime syndicates and the 18th Street gang members and the MS-13 members who are sponsoring the children. How about we start there? Then let's look at people who have criminal records. How about we do that? But see, HHS is not a law enforcement agency, and they don't allow law enforcement to look at their system. And why is that? Well, the reason is because they value, because most of the sponsors have no legal presence, they value the anonymity of their sponsor over the safety of the child. And that's a fact. That's how they've written the rules. They That is their decision. That's why they have no oversight of their program, which is appalling. And that's why they've lost control of it. It's why criminal actors are using it as the logistical chain in their own child trafficking operations. It's It's... It's easily preventable. We could prevent it. We could stop it tomorrow if somebody wanted to. But Harrison, what I really would want to talk about with you tonight is, and why I'm so grateful that you all had me on the show, is to talk about truthtrench.org, defend the children. So HHS, knowing they've lost 85,000 children, knowing that every day children are calling a hotline, they're trying to pull a fast one on the American people. What they did was on October 4th, they put in a rule change. They want to make law practices that are going to make it easier to traffic the children. Practices that are going to allow the case manager to move the children quicker than 10 to 14 days. They want to codify practices that prevent people like me and the other whistleblowers for coming forward because you could be fired for involving law enforcement in your case. You need to shh, only tell HHS if you think there's a problem. Now, your listeners can help get us over the hurdle. We want to stop this rule change. 
We want to tell HHS and ACF and ORR, which is Office of Refugee Refugee Resettlement, that we do not approve of this rule change. We want children protected. So the way that anybody can do that, thank you for bringing the site up there. I saw it there. When you go to truthtrench.org slash defend the children, if you just want to scroll down for me a little bit on there, we're going to show you how you can make a comment on that website. Okay, fantastic. You'll see a comment there. All you have to do is copy. You can click on that button that says copy. You then go to that link that's on the left-hand side, the red link. Fantastic. You're going to go to the comment box. You're going to hit paste. Then you're going to scroll down and you're going to hit anonymous because we don't want anybody to know who you are, right? You're going to hit anonymous. You're going to say, I'm not a robot and do the little captcha if it asks for it. You might be doing some bicycles and crosswalks and bridges. And after you do that, all you will do is hit submit. Oh, wow. It's going to ask you two times to do the CAPTCHA. Yeah, we have a robot okay. running the switcher back there. No, but this, <laughs> this is fantastic. Truthtrench.org slash defend the children. Truthtrench.org slash defend the children. You have a little over six hours to make comments to try to prevent this rule change. We'll get into more details on the other side. Follow Tara at Tara Lee Rodas on Twitter. Cyber Week 2023, the biggest sale of the year, is now live. Store ride free shipping on any order. Double Patriot points as 10% off your next order and up to 60% off on best-selling products and X2 sold out for more than a year that is the game-changing element in your body that counters the fluoride everything nobody else has got it limited supply X2 is discounted InfoWarsStore.com we've got sales right here as much as 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com we've got Brain Force Plus the incredible nootropic 60% off Brain Force Ultra fast-acting 60% off. Real Red Pill Plus, Green Fiber Capsules, Down Out Sleep Support, 50% off. Vaso Beats, finally back in stock, 40% off. Bodies about to sell out, 40% off. The list goes on and on. And get a copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists and Launch the Next Great Renaissance, all at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Peeling back the layers of the day's events to reveal the core truth. War Room with Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My guest is Tara Rodas. You have six hours, 25 minutes, and 43 seconds to have your voice heard and try to stop a change in rule that will make it even easier for our government to traffic children on behalf of the cartels and in a way that is truly abominable. Uh, Tara Lee Rodas on Twitter, at Tara Lee Rodas. That's where she can be found at truthtrench.org slash Defend the Children. Again, that's truthtrench.org slash defend the children. All one word. You see there the countdown. You have six hours and 25 minutes to make your comment and try to stop this rule change. And I have a, I have a couple questions about this, Tara, but just thank you for bringing this up because that was going to be my next question. How do we fight back against this? I know you like me and other people like us. It's hard to just sit here and know this is going on without wanting to do something to stop it. This is something you can do. This is something that can be effective 
and can actually change the rules that these people are using and abusing and changing in order to commit this massive and and truly unimaginable crime. Uh, Why why comment on this? What's the rule changes? Give us a little bit more context as to what people will be participating in when they go to truthtrench.org slash defend the children. Sure. So, Harrison, I think a lot of people believe that if they, you know, come to Capitol Hill, they go knock on their congressman or senator's door and say, this is what I, you know, want you to do, that that's making a big impact. And it has some, but what makes more impact, the most impact you can make as a citizen is to comment on rules because they become the law. So Congress is not going to vote on this. The administrative state right now is actually proposing this change. So by making the comment, you're making your voice heard directly to the lawmakers. And if we can get enough comments, that's our goal, is 85,000 comments for the 85,000 missing children. We want to stop this rule change. And so Congress can't stop it at this point. It's on us. So we want your voice to be heard. We want you to be able to go in and comment on this rule change to oppose child trafficking. So if you just go on there, there are 95 comments that you can choose from. You can read through them and see which one resonates most with you. Or you could do all 95, which is what we're hoping some of you will do. Um, Aaron Stevenson, who was the DH whistleblower, who is in an, who's been in Intel, you know, his whole time in the federal government before they fired him for telling the truth about transnational criminal operators getting the kids. Um, he helped design the comments so that they specifically address parts of this 300-page document that they've put forward. So your comments mean your voice is being heard. And we want tomorrow morning, because tonight at 11.59 this ends, we want to shake the halls of health and human services. We want there to be panic because so many people have commented and said no to this rule change. So as you can see, these um, comments are made already. All you have to do is go in and hit the copy button, hit the link, and then just go ahead and paste them in. Yeah, so that that so was th- that was yeah. another question I had is why are there ninety five uh, different comments? Is is that just a so it's not just the same comment over and over? Why why the ninety five? Yes, correct. So there those are just ninety five of some of the most egregious things that were in this two hundred ninety four pages exactly, but essentially three hundred page document that they've put forward. So those are ninety five things that are just absolutely absurd. So comments were made about them. So, for example, HHS, nowhere in any of this entire document do they have the word transnational. Hmm. So that tells you right away they've not coordinated with other people on the top working group, the Transnational Organized Crime Working Group. So they've not coordinated with DOJ. They've not coordinated with law enforcement who knows how to stop child trafficking. So right there, that was a major red flag. So Aaron and his team looked for 94 of the most egregious things and said, hey, these must be addressed 
first. Since they snuck this rule change in on October 4th, we didn't have a lot of time, right? You only had the comment period is only open for 60 days. Mm. So we just decided, hey, we've got to get out the most important 94 and have people respond. And one of those, one of those things is that HHS does not want a case manager to elevate cases outside of HHS. They don't want people going to law enforcement. And that's a serious problem. Anytime a child welfare organization is trying to prevent its workers from seeking help from law enforcement, there's something nefarious going on. So we must stand against this rule change. So I hope you'll make your voice heard. And and the way you guys did this made it so easy. I mean, everybody yeah. listening to my voice right now, everybody who gets sent this video once it goes up, and we'll we'll you know put a priority on this because we are in the red alert stage right now. You only have a few more hours to make your voice heard here, and we get callers and comments all the time. I want to help. What can I do? This is what you can do. It's so easy. It's a couple click of the buttons. You're not signing up for a recurring payment. You're not going to get uh, spam emails about you know that. It's just commenting on a open uh, comment page from the U.S. government that they are required by law to look at and to take into account. If we can get tens of thousands of people today to overwhelm the system and flood the comments, this is something you can do that has a tangible difference that costs you nothing but a, f- a few seconds of your time. So nobody has an excuse not to do this and not to do it multiple times if you uh, have nothing else to do. This afternoon, and I'm also very glad that the way these comments are laid out explains what the rule change is, because if you go to the actual page from the government, they say, well, it's about making it more expedient and more efficient and safer. I mean, they portray this rule change as if it's a a benefit. And yet you go through these rule changes and you can actually see in detail how the rule changes will make it easier to exploit little children. So I just, again, want to tell people how to do this. So you have no excuse not to do this. You go to truthtrench.org slash defend the children, and you should do it on a computer if you have the ability to do so, because it's the government website is not set up for mobile because they don't want to make this easy. You can still do it on mobile if that's your only option, but computer makes it easy. You go to mm-hmm. truthtrench.org slash defend the children. You click the link to the well first you copy the comment by hitting the red copy button you click the link to place the comment you click uh, control v or you paste the link there you hit submit and you're done it is as simple as that just go to truthtrench.org slash defend the children do it today do it right now you're running out of time send it to your friends do it multiple times what else do people need to know tara yeah i think people really need to know that their voice makes a difference Understand today, today, children are being sold for sex. Children are being abused in unspeakable ways. They need help. They need your voice. And HHS has proven over a decade they're incapable of caring for the children. You need to stand up for the children. So this is a call to action for everyone, please, if you will just go to truthtrench.org slash defend the children and join our copy paste campaign. Our goal is to get 85,000 comments for the 85,000 missing children. This will make a difference. 
I would just love it if tomorrow morning, you know, there are people running all over health and human services going, oh my goodness, what just happened to our program? And that's also going to shake a lot of contractors who are wondering where are all the hundreds of million dollars that have been flowing into my bank accounts going? So you have the power, please make your voice heard, stand up, and defend the children. Truthtrench.org backslash defend the children. Uh, just before, it is a forward slash just to, uh, just to be totally. Truthtrench.org slash defend the children. You can follow Tara on Twitter at Tara Lee Rodas. We'll be back with one more segment. We'll talk about what this rule change is and what we're hoping to prevent by submitting these comments. And I need to plug here because we've got uh, Cyber Week going, Troy Free Shipping, Double Patriot Points, X2. The only deep earth crystal iodine that absorbs straight into your body. Nobody else has got it. It's back in stock. Folks, everybody needs to get that. My new book, The Great Awakening. Get a signed copy. That's a fundraiser. Keeps us on air. I want to thank those that have done it. I want to tell folks that have it, please get a signed copy or an unsigned copy. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. We cannot do this without you. Plus, these are game-changing products up to 60% off. Right now, biggest sale of the year, InfoWarsShore.com, TurboForce and BrainForce, two different great nootropics, Brain Boosters are both 60% off. There's so many other specials right now, but X2 is back, but it's selling out fast. InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. A more critical intel straight ahead. Stay with us. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. This is an emergency alert. This is a call to action. This is something that everybody hearing my voice right now can do in the next six hours to hopefully prevent the wholesale trafficking of children into the United States by the U.S. government to protest and to comment on this rule change in an an attempt to not make it any easier for this disgusting trade to go forward, truthtrench.org slash defend the children, truthtrench.org slash defend the children. I'm here with Tara Rodas at Tara Lee Rodas on Twitter. She's helping to orchestrate this. She's a whistleblower who saw firsthand the way that this trafficking in humans is carried out just under the noses of the authorities who are prevented from getting involved, the law enforcement authorities that would be there to stop such a thing from happening. 
and we can point out the the hypocrisy here when you had Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez weeping in front of a fence when she thought kids were being kept in cages by Donald Trump when in reality, and if you want to get into that, it was actually an attempt to separate the children from the adults who don't have IDs and attempt to not let the trafficking go on. But besides that, where are the voices from the left defending these children who have been lost by the tens of thousands? 85,000 is the number that we had in February of this year. God only knows how many it's been up to uh, by this point. What else, uh, yeah. you know, who else is, is, is helping to bring an end to this? Or is everybody in on it? I mean, is that just our whole society at this point? Well, what's really sad is that we know this has been going on for a decade, right? Whistleblowers keep coming forward. People come forward to tell the terrors that these children are facing. And nothing has been done. And it's time. Now is the time for not only the people we've We've tried to do what we can, right? Aaron went so far as losing his job. Other whistleblowers have lost their jobs under this administration for reporting that 100 children went to an address. It's time for the people to stand up, and it's time for Congress to support us and say there will be no more trafficking of children. We are going to have oversight over this program, and we are going to have an organization that's capable of vetting sponsors, that they actually care more for the safety of the child, right? We need people who care about the safety of the children, not just, hey, I only get my paycheck if I deliver the child. So we cannot have that mentality. These are children, and if you've seen any of Carlos Ariano's whistleblowing expo- exposés, you will know he has delivered infants. There is, in Texas, a Walmart that is converted into an infant shelter. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of infants are being given to unvetted sponsors with your tax dollars. They, this is unspeakable horrors. I think that a lot of people don't realize, I think it's part of the reason why there's not more people behind the anti-trafficking movement, is that to look into the reality of it is to look into deep darkness. It's to look into pure evil. There are things I wish that I didn't know. Right. Um, people do unspeakable things to infants, to to toddlers. And it's I had the privilege less than less than three weeks ago. I got to hear Tom Holman speak about, you know, some of his experience and about border 911. And he talked about a 20 month old little girl, 20 months old who had been violated in every orifice. This is what we're talking about, people. There is nothing humanitarian about this. And so if you think that you are a do-gooder because you go down and you cry at the border, you need to think again. You need to get with the facts and get in reality, 85,000 children are gone. Children are calling a hotline to say, I'm being abused and neglected and trafficked. 
I hear from people who work, who've been in anti-trafficking for a long time in Florida, that for the first time they're seeing kids who run away from their sponsors. They're trying to get to law enforcement and say, please, can you just arrest me? Can, can I get arrested? Maybe, maybe ICE will come through and I can get deported and go home. I want to go home. I have no way to get home. And I don't want to be with these evil people. This is what we're doing. This is not humanitarian. It's not. So we need you to please stand up. Truthtrench.org. Defend the children. The children need help. And right now you can do it. You can go on the website. People have done the hard work of sifting through the document and coming up with at least 94, you know, terrible things that we don't want to pass. And if you can just go in, make your comments so that tomorrow the halls of HHS will know, which is Health and Human Services, sorry, sometimes I use acronyms, so that Health and Human Services will know that we don't think their program is actually human services. We think it's human trafficking. So your help would be greatly appreciated. And the children, the children, one day, one day will will be free. And, and you can help make that happen. Unspeakable horrors. I think that's, uh, if anything, uh, underselling it because it, it is impossible to imagine. We don't, you know, it's it, it's not, you know, it's not something we like bringing you. It's not like this is, I mean, it, but we have to know this. You have to, you know, look this monster in the eye in order to tame it. And so you have to understand what is actually going on here and how horrific this is. And this isn't info war this isn't a conspiracy this is mainstream news from the new york times has reported on this i just want to read this from the daily signal this is from it was published in uh, august but it says in february the new york times reported that even though the department of health and human services checks on all unaccompanied minors who cross the border illegally by calling them a month after they began living with their sponsors data obtained by the newspaper showed that over the last two years the agency could not reach more than 85,000 children. Overall, the agency lost immediate contact with a third of migrant children, the Times reported. And there's actually a comment. Comment number three uh, addresses this, and it says, you know, basically the UC program provides safe and, and appropriate environment to children and youth who come to the United States without immigration status and who have no parent or legal guardian or uh, one available in the United States to provide their, uh, for their care and physical custody. But it says, per the government's own admission, the UAC program has been unable to locate 85,000 children from the UAC program. These numbers are only during the fiscal years of 21 and 22 and are the lowest bar of standard for verification. Somebody answered the phone. That's all they have to do is have to answer the phone, and they go, hey, you still got that kid? And they go, yep, we do. All right, check that off the mark. They couldn't even do that for a third of the children they handle. That's one of the comments that you can send and we've had people report on Twitter that they were maybe having trouble submitting comments. Just try again. We think that maybe the system's being overwhelmed right now, which would be great because that means yeah. people are listening to us and going to uh, truthtrench.org slash defend the children, and they're doing what we're asking them, and we're overwhelming the system. But you just saw our crew do it live. They submitted a, a comment, and it went through, so it is still possible to do it. Go do it now, and if it doesn't work, reload and try again. Get that comment through. This is all important. Uh, Tara, two minutes left. The floor is yours. What else do you need uh, people to know about this mission of yours? Well, and it's not just my mission. I want to say it's the mission of a lot of whistleblowers and over a decade who've come forward and and a lot of people who have supported us who I want to give a shout out to. And I just want to say that 
you don't realize how important your voice is. And if you will stand up and make your voice heard, things can change. Things can change. And so I just want to say, you know, I really want to leave your audience with that. We're not helpless. We are not hopeless. We can stand up. We are Americans. We stand for what's right. We stand for what's good. We are the city on the hill, right? And we care for children. And we will not allow a department of our government that's completely lost control of their program to traffic vulnerable children and infants you know these children cannot speak up for themselves and so we should be able to speak up for the vulnerable and all it involves i hope there's some keyboard warriors out there right now who are going to truthtrench.org to pen the children and copy paste copy paste and uh we would love nothing more than to get eighty-five thousand comments for the eighty-five thousand missing children yeah. It's it's the least we all can do, and it, but it can have a major impact. Again, truthtrench.org slash defend the children. Very easy to do. Do it on a PC if you have access to one. I just want to thank you so much for everything that you're doing. You can follow Tara on Twitter at Tara Lee Rodas for updates. Get out there, folks. This is your homework. Do it now. We only have about six hours left to make comments and to stop this despicable trade from moving forward. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Tara. Be right back, folks. Stay with us. Thanksgiving 2023 is here. And I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. It takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com.